From the wheat fields of the Thumb to the cherry trees on the Third Coast, Michigan grows more than 300 different foods and products that we all enjoy every day. We're on a mission to find every local restaurant, manufacturer, and food company sourcing their ingredients right here in the mitten. And in the process, bridge the gap between the farm and your fork. We want to introduce you to all things Michigan agriculture and food. This is Michigan AF. The holidays are upon us and there are so many wonderful holiday traditions for families to enjoy, from decorating your tree to the incredible food that we get to eat. One of my personal favorites growing up was baking and decorating sugar cookies with my mom and sister. To celebrate those traditions, Michigan Grow Michigan Great has a contest where you can win a $500 Kroger gift card when you show us your MI sugar cookie. All you have to do is take a photo of your cookies and post them on social media, tagging Michigan Grown Michigan Great and using hashtag MI Sugar Cookie. Today, I am joined by Emily Lawler, owner of the Cookie Press, to talk about tips for getting that perfect holiday cookie. Hi, Emily. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. So tell me, when did the Cookie Press get started? Yeah, I started um, at the beginning of 2020, so I'm not quite a pandemic business. I started right before that, um, but the pandemic really did give me a chance to hone my skills. I had uh, not much to do other than bake at some points. Yeah, I feel like the pandemic either, you know, was was really terrible for some businesses or really great for other businesses. So did you see an increase uh, during pandemic? Yeah, um, well, you know, it's hard for me to say because I was so new at the time, but honestly, it was a, a source of joy for me because, um, you know, I was sort of caught in the doom and gloom cycle, especially uh, working as a reporter, certainly. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just like thrilling to know that people were still celebrating and having I was making baby cookies and birthday cookies, and it was a little spot of joy in my life while my, my day job was a little stressful. Understandable. So I know that you operate uh, your business under the Michigan Cottage Food Law. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that means? Yeah, so um, I really appreciate the Cottage Food Law because it's um, sort of small $25,000 a year um, worth of goods uh, to do so out of their home kitchen without um, being inspected by the Department of Agriculture. Um, and it's specifically geared toward non-hazardous goods. So, um, you know, the odds that you get sick off a cookie are very, very small, um, certainly far smaller than if you were um, to be serving I'm trying to think of a good example with sprouts, <laughs> fresh produce. Um, those things are all a little susceptible uh, to foodborne illness. So specifically geared toward those safer foods and specifically geared towards smaller people like me. Um, you know, I can only make so many cookies. I always joke with people that my little hands are going to fall off if I do any more. Um, <laughs> so for me, it's perfect. That's great. And and I know a lot of bakers and, and other makers get their start, um, you know, working with that cottage food law. So it is really a great way for people to get their businesses started. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And I could see it being a big springboard too, you know, um, and as people figure out if this is what they want to do, I, I think it's a good tool. It really is. So I want to talk about cookies, obviously. That is why we're here today. Um, and I don't want to give away all of your secrets, but if you can just share some tips, what, um, what makes the perfect sugar cookie in your mind? Well, I'll give away all my secrets. Um, so number one is I actually like to add a little bit of a flavor other than vanilla. Um, vanilla is a great flavor, but it gets a little dissipated because it's usually in the form of an extract and the alcohol evaporates a bit. Um, and I like to pair it with almond in my standard recipe. So um, basically any sugar cookie recipe, you can sub out half of your vanilla with almond and you're going to get a little bit more toothsome of a result. Um, also, in fact, uh, almond is most of this. Well, but usually it's not safe. Uh, I guess almond extract or bitter almond oil typically comes from uh, peach pit extractions and not actually almonds. Um, so <laughs> there, there's a fun fact for you. But, you know, things that I'm looking for when I'm rolling out um, a batch of cookies are uh, consistent thickness. So I try to make sure that everything is um, the same height so that they bake at the same rate. Um, and then I'm looking for no spread too, right? I don't want to start off with a cookie that's an inch big and it ends up three inches big because uh, usually that means they thin out and get a little bit less uh, fluffy, a little bit less of that classic uh, sugar cookie that you just want to bite into. <laughs> so I'm looking for cookies that pretty much have a straight vertical edge um, when they come out of the oven. That's really important too, I think, just so that you know, when you're when you're baking them, yeah, just so you said, so they'll all taste the same and won't be half of them burnt and half of them not. Yeah, exactly. And one more tip I would share too is I don't personally do this, but I see a lot of decorators do it. Um, if you have, if you don't think the bottoms of your cookies are pretty, whether that means you might have left them in a bit too long and they're a little brown or um, if your parchment paper wrinkled sort of as they were baking and you have a wrinkly cookie bottom, um, you can flip the cookie over and decorate the back side of the cookie instead of the front side. And that gives you a little bit more control too because um, it doesn't have that little slope of an edge that the front side tends to have where your frosting can run off. I would have never thought of that. That is genius. Yeah. <laughs> That see, there we go. Tricks of the trade right there. <laughs> well, I do know from what I have seen, your cookies are absolutely beautiful. And um, it's pretty obvious that you don't just mix together some powdered sugar and milk and slap it on with a knife, which is what I do. Uh, can you talk about how you get your icing just to look very precise and pristine on a cookie? Yes. Yeah, so um, I pipe it is what we call it. But essentially you can buy either um, a reusable cone shaped, um, they make them out of plastic, they make them out of a, a sort of a fabric. Um, I, I use parchment cones that I make because I go so through so many of them that I uh, really wanted a biodegradable product. <laughs> but uh, yeah, essentially it's just, um, you know, you sort of learn to use this cone like a, a pen of sorts and you learn how frosting uh, reacts. But if you're looking to do that, I would start with some simple shapes um, like circles or squares um, and then just really play with your frosting consistency. Find that mix of something that will 
not like be so thick that it leaves lines, but uh, something that at the same time isn't so runny that it's going to run off the edge of your cookie. Yeah. So when you are decorating, let's just say an average batch of cookies, so right, two dozen cookies, how long does that usually take you then to decorate them? So a long time. (laughs) I think that, um, you know, sometimes I get requests from people saying, oh, could I have two dozen cookies by tomorrow? And uh, the answer is nearly always no, because it actually takes a lot of drying time. So for instance, if I'm going to um, make a snowman cookie, I'll want to ice his body white, and then um, I want to let that dry. And then the next day, I'll probably come back and put details on it. Um, like his mouth or nose or um, little corn cob pipe, I guess. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's actually kind of a process of the dry time and can have uh, several layers. Don't necessarily stop at two layers either. Yeah, that's that is important to know because I definitely that's probably one just one of the many places where I uh, fall short in my cookie decorating is that I don't have any patience for it to dry. <laughs> Oh, there is no wrong way to decorate a cookie, I will say. Um, but if you want your frosting to to harden and like really dry to the point where you can pack it by stacking it in a box, um, that's usually where people add meringue powder or egg whites. Um, I use meringue powder. Um, but yeah, essentially that just makes it so that it hardens up and you're not stuck with sort of that that tackiness. That means you have to spread all the cookies out if you're bringing them to a party. Gotcha. So because we promote and support Michigan farmers uh, on this podcast, I do want to make sure we mention that you always use Michigan sugar, and you said you try to use local eggs whenever possible. Is that right? Yes. We're lucky that here in Michigan, uh, Michigan sugar is pretty easy to come by, (laughs) and a lot of us have uh, driven past the the beet plants as well and have uh, gotten a little taste of the Maybe at least what it smells like when it's being made, and it smells great coming out of the oven. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it does absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, and my my eggs are actually the closest product I I have. I, I walk over to my neighbor's house to get those. <laughs> so oh, wow. she has, uh, yeah, she has a flock of chickens, uh, and she's a really advanced, amazing agricultural grower. I I'm very impressed by her. She has a whole urban garden going. Um, but her chickens are very helpful. And this time of year, they lay fewer eggs. But during the summer, I definitely get all of my eggs in there. That's so great. So aside from your wonderful holiday cookies, what are some of your specialties or even just some of your favorite cookies to make? Yeah, well, I love making um, So either, um, you know, people will order cookies for baby showers or they'll order cookies um like as a present for a new mom kind of thing. Um, and I will say everyone loves snacks, so they're a great present. <laughs> they do. They do. Now, and this is a personal question. I unfortunately uh, have to live a gluten-free life. Do you ever make any that are using gluten-free flour? So, yes, I have my flour. Um, my sympathies extend to you because I don't think they taste quite as good. <laughs> Have you found a, a perfect gluten-free recipe? I haven't yet. No, no. And it's um, it's definitely a struggle, I will say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm careful to never advertise my cookies as being gluten-free. Um, you know, when I do make a batch with gluten-free flour or almond flour for a friend or family, um, I will tell them that, you know, I just 
does have gluten in it. So it's not like a completely safe environment. I just didn't add any to the cookies. Right, right. Well, let's say that someone is just too busy to make their own cookies this holiday season. Uh, how can they order from you? You know, this holiday season, I am actually taking a little bit of a break. I am planning, yeah, planning to jumpstart in January. I'm doing some hot cocoa bombs, just uh, some cookies for my family that I'm excited about. Um, yeah, I just, I needed to take a little break at the end of the year. I've had a, a big year of cooking and it was starting to catch up with me. So I need to refresh that creative energy. But um, on my Instagram stories recently, I put a list of other Michigan bakers who um, are having cookie pre-sales or I call them big batches <laughs> where, where you can um, order someone's lucky and we have a ton of really talented cookies, one of many, and it's a really good community too. I've definitely borrowed some cutters and uh, we've exchanged uh, tips and it's a really good group of people. That's awesome. So where can our listeners uh, find you on social media though? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm on Instagram is probably the platform I use the most and I'm cookie.press. And then um, I'm on Facebook if you search for the Cookie Press Lansing. And I'm also on um, Twitter as Cookie Press. So I have a little too much fun on social media sometimes. I do a lot of goofy stuff and <laughs> try a lot of stuff that doesn't always work. But it's part of the journey and part of what's fun about owning your own tiny business. <laughs> I think that's awesome. I think that the more we can show the process and show that, uh, well, obviously that not everything always ends up perfect. I think that that is really important too. Sure. And especially when you talk, I think everyone remembers the time they got to spend with their family more than they remember the Christmas cookie necessarily. So do not beat yourself up if they're not perfect. And also you can make some pretty funny ones if the, the pretty route fails. <laughs> awesome. Yes, that's so cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Emily. And thank you for helping us to promote our My Sugar Cookie campaign this month. We appreciate that. Yeah, thanks so much for having me and thanks for following on my Absolutely. Well, if you're planning to decorate cookies with your family before the holidays, we hope you'll take a few photos and enter our My Sugar Cookie Contest. It's easy and you can win $500 to Kroger. Thank you to our partners at Kroger for sponsoring this contest. You can also head over to our website to meet a sugar beet farmer and learn about how sugar is harvested. And you can do that by visiting michigangrown.org slash cookie. We thank our friends at Michigan Sugar for providing this great information. From all of us at the podcast in Michigan Grown, Michigan Great, happy holidays. We'll see you back next year to share everything Michigan AF and meet some more incredible producers, restaurant owners, farmers, you name it. We're here. The Michigan AF Podcast is a project of the Michigan Ag Council and the Michigan Grown, Michigan Great campaign. We are a coalition of farmers and agribusinesses committed to providing the best possible foods and products for our neighbors, communities, and the state we all love. To hear more podcasts and to learn about Michigan's agriculture diverse sector, visit michigangrown.org. Mm-hmm.